0: But when the war came along and he saw Russia in alliance with the capitalist governments, he had found himself once more isolated and had to become a conscientious objector. The indignities he suffered at this stage of his career had, he confessed, embittered him. He decided he could serve the cause best by going to America. But then America came into the war too. It was at this point that he suddenly saw Sweden as the home of a really new and radical art. But the various oppressors had given him no facilities for going to Sweden. There were money troubles. His father, who had never progressed beyond the most atrocious mental complacency and smugness of the Victorian epoch, was giving him a ludicrously inadequate allowance. And he had been very badly treated by a girl, too. He had thought her a really civilised and adult personality and then she had unexpectedly revealed that she was a mass of bourgeois prejudices and monogamic instincts. Jealousy, possessiveness, was a quality he particularly disliked. She had even shown herself at the end to be mean about money. That was the last straw. He had jumped under a train. I gave a start, but he took no notice. Even then, he continued, Ill luck had continued to dog him. He'd been sent to the grey town. But of course it was a mistake. I would find, he assured me, that all the other passengers would be with me on the return journey. But he would not. He was going to stay there. He felt quite certain that he was going where, at last, his finely critical spirit would no longer be outraged by an uncongenial environment, where he would find recognition and appreciation. Meanwhile, since I hadn't got my glasses, he would read me the passage about which Cyril Blello had been so insensitive. It was just then that we were interrupted. One of the quarrels, which were perpetually simmering in the bus, had boiled over, and for a moment there was a stampede. Knives were drawn, pistols were fired, but it all seemed strangely innocuous and when it was over I found myself unharmed, though in a different seat and with a new companion. He was an intelligent-looking man, with a rather bulbous nose and a bowler hat. I looked out of the windows. We were now so high that all below us had become featureless. But fields, rivers, or mountains I did not see, and I got the impression that the grey town still filled the whole field of vision. It seems the deuce of a town, I volunteered, and that's what I can't understand. The parts of it that I saw were so empty. Was there at once a much larger population? Not at all, said my neighbour. The trouble is that they're so quarrelsome. As soon as anyone arrives, he settles in some street. Before he's been there twenty-four hours, he quarrels with his neighbour. Before the week is over, he's quarrelled so badly that he decides to move. Very likely he finds the next street empty, because all the people there have quarrelled with their neighbours, and moved. If so, he settles in. If by any chance the street is full, he goes further, but even if he stays, it makes no odds. He's sure to have another quarrel pretty soon, and then he'll move on again. Finally, he'll move right out to the edge of the town, and build a new house. You see, it's easy here. You've only got to think a house, and there it is. That's how the town keeps on growing. Leaving more and more empty streets. That's right. Time's sort of odd here. That place where we caught the bus is thousands of miles from the civic centre where all the newcomers arrive from Earth. All the people you've met were living near the bus stop, but they'd taken centuries of our time to get there by gradual removals. And what about the earlier arrivals? I mean... There must be people who came from Earth to your town even longer ago. That's right, there are. They've been moving on and on, getting further apart. They're so far off by now that they could never think of coming to the bus stop at all, astronomical distances. There's a bit of rising ground near where I live, and the chap has a telescope. You can see the lights of the inhabited houses, where those old ones live.